Back in August of 2020, we interviewed Howard Bernberg. He's the instructor for the ACEC Project Management 101 course, and he stopped by the program to talk about how the new nine-week course was structured and why it's so important for engineers to take advantage of this course at every experience level to get a better handle on project management and the tools and knowledge for success. We wanted to republish and kind of dust off this episode because Project Management 101 is back and we are now opening registration for its seventh session. The course is going to take place from January 24th, 2022 through March 25th, 2022. And uh, we wanted to bring this back up so everybody could hear about the course because really the core, the central part of the class has not changed at all. So without further ado, a replay of our conversation with Howard from August of 2020. Welcome to another edition of Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. I'm very pleased today to welcome back onto the program Howard Bernberg. He is the instructor of our upcoming course on project management, uh, the fifth time that we've held this course online. Uh, that's kicking off next month, September 21st, and runs through November 20th. Howard, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate the invite back to uh, to talk about the course, and uh, this is the uh, the fundamentals course that ACEC is is offering. And what's interesting about it is that uh, we've had it now for a couple of years. There's been a lot of interest in the subject material, and uh, we've uh, we've had a lot of people sign up for it. So, uh, hence, uh, we're doing it again now. And uh, you know, the the uh, if you look back and think about uh, all of all of you that are interested in, in uh, perhaps taking the course and, and listening to this, uh, this podcast. There's been a number of ways over the years, and I've actually identified about five. You could probably break it down into a lot more. Uh, but five basic ways in my mind in which people gain professional development information, whether it's for licensing purposes or, or just uh, for their own knowledge and experience. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have taken college courses uh, after they've had degrees in an effort to keep their skills up to date and to uh, learn more on particular subject matters. So that's, you know, that's a common one. But the other option, of course, in, in firms, and I've done my share of these over the years, is in-office presentations where you have somebody come into your office to talk about the subject matter. In some cases, it could be technical subjects. It could be product information. It could be other professional type of information. You know, I think you need to know about licensing and liability issues and whatever. Uh, for example, the professional liability insurance companies often will come into your office to present on uh, their issues and their subjects. So, you know, there's a lot of options like that. And then the, uh, uh, the other approach is to have everybody go to a hotel or go to a club or get together for some kind of a meeting. And, you know, that is uh, tried and tested and it's been done forever and ever and ever. And I've done lots of those over the years. Uh, people don't always get excited about going to a hotel and having to travel to a location. So it's not necessarily the best way. And I think, frankly, from my experience, I think that's going to be pretty limited in the future. I don't think a lot of people are going to want to do that for a variety of reasons. And uh, the other two approaches that I would identify are both uh, online. You know, there's two ways to do it, uh, by and large. There's the, what I call the passive approach, 
online, which is the webinar type of an environment. And I do lots and lots of webinars. I've got one scheduled with one of the other professional societies for next week, for example. So that's, but that's very passive. There's not the interactive that you would, that you might like. The other approach, the fifth one I would identify is the, uh, the online, but an active approach. And the active approach is what we have structured in the uh, course, in the fundamentals course that we're talking about today. Uh, you know, and, and just to give you an idea of what the content is or how it's set up, to how it's structured, is that um, you know, we have pre-recorded material, and that's the nine modules, and that's the material that um, is tried and tested. Uh, how that original content was put together, frankly, was pretty much my recommendation. Uh, we're not covering technical subjects, for example, you know, uh, engineering calculations or anything like that. That's not the purpose of this course. It's project management, how to manage your jobs more effectively. So when we put together the pre-recorded material, that's what we sought to, to develop was, uh, was more of the specific project management type approaches, which in my mind is scope, schedule, and budget issues. Uh, then in the material as well, we included a series of case studies. Mm -hmm. uh, the case studies, the whole idea behind that is to bring more practical information to it, to bring into it uh, the actual practical experience. And, and the case studies, I have to tell you, largely are, uh, are based on my own experience. Now, uh, as we'll talk about in a little bit, is my background is, and, and don't boo in the background there when you're doing, when you hear this, um, I was trained as an architect. And the, uh, so, so essentially, uh, you know, the, the case studies are developed, have the, are, we're using are largely based on my own experience. Uh, the whole idea is that it's, it's based on uh, the real world. Uh, mm -hmm. What we're looking to do is, is to focus on the real world, on the pragmatic. So we use these case studies and set up these work groups. Uh, typically, you know, the work groups will have four, five, six people in them. We try to group them by uh, geographic location, sometimes if there's enough people from the same firm. And then we get together typically on Tuesdays, but the Tuesday discussions are intended to actually respond to the questions, to share information, for me to respond to any other questions that people may have, although I encourage people to contact me directly if they want to talk about some of the issues. But uh, certainly that makes it very interactive, and that's what we're seeking to do in the course. So it's not just the passive webinar approach, which is fine, because I said I do lots and lots of webinars, but it's just not as effective as what we're doing here. When you have a pandemic going on, a lot of people prefer this, and they need their continuing yeah. education units, uh, they need uh, the knowledge, and just because they're working from home doesn't mean that they can't take advantage of this or need this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there are, there's a tremendous demand for this, and th this is a great way to do it. Uh, and it's targeted. That's the important thing is it's targeted to you in engineering firms. Yeah. And uh, we've had over the last few years when we've done the course, we have had people from government agencies, from corporations, because a lot of the material applies to them as well. You know, the scope schedule and budget in in mm -hmm. issues. Absolutely. My, thesis, my primary thesis that I have in talking about every, everything in this course and in the other course is uh, communication issues. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big part of what I focus on. You know, we're not necessarily going to talk about you should use this software product or that software product. It's the importance of it, how you do it, what the project manager needs to do, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I was talking a couple of weeks back to Karen Erger, who's a lock in companies and she focuses on risk management. So she's a lawyer and she works with engineering firms. And one of the things that she talked about, of course, in the world that we live in right now, 
when you're talking about getting back into the workplace, going back to the work site uh, in the pandemic is communication, uh, which is not a question of, of, of specific contracts you should use or, but it's that, how do you communicate effectively? How do you, it's the softer skills on the technical side of the work. It's, it's how do you manage? How do you manage time? How do you manage? How do you, how do you work with your client to ensure that the project's being done on time, on schedule, that, that budget is being uh, held to? And that's not the kind of thing that a lot of people, especially I would imagine in this circumstance when you're taking an introduction to project management course, you know, it's not something that they're really trained at the undergraduate or even the graduate level. This is this is this is not this is not uh, uh, information that's that's part of an engineering curriculum. That it's learned by doing in the in in the business. You know, what what's the sweet spot for someone signing on to take this course? Where are they in their their career path? You know, that's, a, that's also interesting because uh, as we had a lot of experience with the course already, you find that there are, uh, there's a real range. Uh, there are sometimes very experienced people take a course like this because they want a check on their skills, especially if they've been doing it for, you know, 20, 30 or more years. They want to make sure that they're not out of the loop, that they're not their skills haven't deteriorated in a lot of ways. And there's, you know, a lot of people, and actually where really you were talking, I was uh, focused on digging up some other material I had behind me here. And, you know, project managers in our industry range from, uh, I see have here is highly, you know, highly technical to highly administrative. And most engineers became engineers because they wanted to do engineering. They didn't want to be project managers. That was not even in their minds. They had no, thought of that. And I always comment, they became engineers by and large because uh, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. (laughs) They got thrown into it because there was nobody else to do it, or they showed some aptitude. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's, you go to school, you want to be an engineer, you come out, you have, you have a focus, you have something that you want to do. You want to be an engineer working on bridge projects. You want to be a mechanical engineer or MEP. But at the end of the day, you're working on projects and you have to manage that. So it's, it's, it's you're a project manager as much as you are an engineer. And you need to have those skills in place so you can effectively, you know, so, so you don't find yourself overburdened by maybe the administrative side so you can spend more time on the technical side. Well, one of the things, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of technology. And in my working career, I have seen the evolution and development of an incredible amount of technology. That doesn't solve anything for you. It gives you more options and it makes some ways gives, makes it easier. But in a lot of ways, all it does is complicate matters when you're talking yeah. about project management. And it's really a people business. Mm-hmm. It boils down to whether it's your own staff or the clients or other consultants. And that's where you have to develop the skills. And that's part of what happens. And, you know, you could learn all the critical path scheduling that you want. Yeah. But so what? And, you know, software like Slack and some of the other mm-hmm. things for communication and, and so forth, they're tools. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're at the beginning of a, kind of your journey in, as an as a engineering consultant, it's getting those softer skills, the people skills in place early because that's really what, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking in your mind, okay, well, you know, at someday I want to be leading a business unit. 
I want to be running a, a, a P&L line or I want to be running a firm. Yeah, uh, that's where it translates into the business side of things. That's where it's straight relationships. It's, it's winning the business. It's dealing with people. Um, and I would imagine that a lot of those skills, you know, can develop over time. But something like this course in project management kind of gives you that solid foundation to build off of. Uh, certainly, not only the experienced people that want a, a check on their skills and their background and, and, you know, what's going on out there, but it's also people that are fairly new to the industry, mm -hmm. maybe not right out of school, but are fairly new and they need to know, they need a foundation. And that's why the term, the name of the course is a, as a foundation course. I mean, it's the fundamentals because that's what we're seeking here. Yeah, I, mean, that's, I think the, the fact that it's a hybrid course, I mean, so well, ACEC offers a lot of webinars. We offer a lot of good, you know, timely information uh, on a webinar format, but this is different, and this is different from a lot of uh, ways organizations are presenting information because it's just not receive. but being on the receiving end, you have that combination of pre-recorded modules, nine over nine weeks, but then you do have the case studies to put some you know, actionable real life experience on top of it. And then you have the discussion. Then you have that in person talking about it. Um, and, and really that's where things happen, right? Because all of a sudden then you realize that the guy, that someone that's in your course has had an issue that might've been in the case study. And you get to talk about real life things. Absolutely. Um, and that, and that's really where I think the benefit comes out. You know, if there is a, in, in your experience in doing this, you know, a number of times, what do you think is like maybe one or two of the biggest takeaways? You know, if you're, if you're thinking about doing it and you want to make a justification to your, to your boss or to your, to your, to your, you know, supervisor, that you want to take this course, what would be a good takeaway to justify it to be part of the elevator pitch to, you know, sell them on it? Well, the, uh, you know, as I, I use the word communication, over and over again in the material, and I would use it several times here, and the emphasis and the importance of developing the communication skills and, you know, learning how, and, and I hark back, I always talk about this in one of the modules, I say about uh, effective writing, for example, yeah. and I was kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, that I didn't pay attention in high school. So I didn't learn how the, the proper writing techniques and, you know, we did crazy things like uh, uh, diagramming sentences. Well, that was absolutely no use whatsoever, but I guess it was a purpose behind it. And as a result, I have struggled my whole professional career trying to improve my writing. Now, people say, well, you don't have to write as much, but, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here as we're recording this. To be honest, I'm looking at text messages that are coming in on my phone behind me, you know, and, and you think about how people do text messaging and, and emails and whatever. And much of this material then becomes a legal issue because, you know, you need to make sure that the things are documented and recorded properly and maintained and stored and whatever. And uh, so the communication is so crucial. Uh, the ability to make a presentation of some sort, whether you're doing marketing or presenting a project to a community group, uh, you know, or, or, or anybody like that. So the project manager is thrown into an environment very often that they did not plan on when they set out to be a mechanical engineer or electrical engineer or structural, whatever it may be. And, you know, they just 
they need to develop these skills. And we're hopeful that this course gives them a takeaway of that. And uh, uh, we've had feedback on the evaluations over the last few years where they've gained things like that. They, they like the chance also, and I, I don't know whether people have maintained friendships and relationships after the course, uh, but, uh, you know, people in different parts of the country, say the Northeast, for example, you know, that worked in the group, perhaps they have maintained that and shared information. Yeah. And that's another takeaway. So there's just so many things that people, I think, have gained from it. I know personally, as the presenter, I've gained a great deal, too, because I've learned. Yeah. And, you know, it's a two-way street. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm fortunate. And uh, Maureen, you've heard me say this too often, but I have a son who's... Uh, a tech guy. He's in Silicon Valley tech guy. And, you know, just dealing with him, I learn a lot. So it's all a big help. The fact that you could find yourself not just, you know, doing the project management work on the client side, uh, but also presenting business to different groups could be town councils, could be um, you know, municipal governments or boards to, you know, community groups. And they all have different ways that they want to have things presented to them. And there are ways that you have to present your materials to those audiences. And, and you have to have that flexibility to be able to uh, fit uh, what could be maybe a very technical thing into something that's a little bit more, you know, that a lay person could understand. Yeah, I always, I always use this, the, uh, the story about, you know, you're, you got to go to a town council meeting and uh, here you have an audience of people where you want to put a sewer line through their front lawns. You know, how do you deal with things like that? And it happens every day. Uh-huh. Yeah. How do you deal with disruptions to people's lives? Exactly. Uh, whether it's a not in my backyard or it's a, you're going to do what to that street that's going to be my, you know, how am I going to get from A to B? What are you doing? And, and, and that's a, that's, you know, Unless, unless you've been through it or if you've experienced it or you have an idea of how to deal with it, it's not, a, it's not an easy place to be. Right. Um, also, I think the fact that to add into the benefit of doing this is that that flexibility of being able to do this over nine weeks and especially now with so many people working remotely, like you said before, in those five different ways of doing education, you don't have to worry about the expense of travel. You don't have to worry about the time that you're going to be outside of the office, the loss and potential billable hours, the fact that you can actually listen to the pre-recorded modules in the car or, or, or mowing the lawn or whatever. Just, just, you know, get that taken care of on the time that you have and then engage in the, in, in, in the actual uh, back and forth conversation. It's a lot more flexible in a time where people need flexibility. Uh, is what it comes down to. And that's, that's a really big benefit. And the fact that you're going to earn 18 PDHs, right? I think a lot of people are there. Okay, great. This sounds wonderful. What am I going to really get out of it? 18 PDHs. And a lot of knowledge. And a lot of knowledge. So Howard Bernberg, thank you so much for coming back on the show and good luck with the course. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. And again, this has been Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. Mm-hmm.